From the American Tobacco Historic District in downtown Durham, this is Due South on WUNC. I'm Leonida Inge. I produced a story a couple of years ago that I just can't forget. I talked with the founder of a company called Santa's Just Like Me, based in North Carolina. Stafford Braxton works to bring representation to Christmas by featuring Santas of color at malls and holiday celebrations. And that effort has come with a cost. What about the clapback, the backlash? I'm going to be very straight up with you. When we were inside there waiting to get permission to come out here, there was a mother and her child who came in and asked when the white Santa was coming. And she said, I don't have a problem with this, but my husband wouldn't like those pictures. That was a clip from a short documentary that just came out this month called American Santa. In the doc, there are images of smiling kids on Santa's lap and also frank conversations about racism that pushed to the surface when Stafford Braxton, the founder of Santa's Just Like Me, began this journey. Oh, my gosh. I I don't even know the term I want to use for it, but they, they were vehement in their disagreement of a black man portraying Santa. And they said some of the vilest things. I have been called the N-word more in the last 11 years than I did my entire 50 years growing up prior to uh, when I lived in the South, when I'm still living in the South, but growing up in the South. And so it was just sometimes just heart-wrenching when you hear what the kids are saying. And part of the documentary, you'll see Uh, when you watch it, where I just get choked up because the thought of our kids spewing this hatred that they've learned from somewhere was just so disheartening that I got choked up at that moment. When I spoke with Stafford, I'll be honest, I didn't even know about the documentary until right before the interview. I just wanted to check in with him because his story was fascinating and I wanted to know what he remembers about Santa Claus growing up. To be honest, I don't remember ever visiting Santa when I was younger, whether it was a white Santa, black Santa. Santa was just not something that was done in my household, you know, to the point where we went and visited. Now, I remember my family closing me off in my bedroom so I couldn't see Santa putting out the gifts. (laughs) So I was aware of Santa, but I just never visited him. And then you ended up later as an adult actually working at a mall where you would help set up for children and families to come and see Santa. One of the many hats that I have worn over the years is that I've been a professional photographer for 40 years. And when I moved from Virginia to North Carolina, I was trying to reestablish the business that I had in Virginia. And so I saw an ad in Craigslist for a photographer at Crabtree Valley Mall to take photos with Santa. And I was an assistant manager the first year. The second year I was a manager. And then I think it was like maybe two or three years later, I became a district manager where I would actually go from city to city and actually set up venues for Santa Claus and then hire and train and all that good stuff. So I learned the business, you know, from the inside out and I learned it well. But, But then something remarkable sort of happened Families were coming up to you asking for a black Santa. Yes, and that was on a regular. I mean, it was not just one or two. It was was quite a few. As a result of that, I approached the mall management about 
you know, doing a, a Black Santa event. And I felt like they just tapped me on the head and said, that's a good idea. But they had no intention of doing anything. But it led me to start seeking out a Santa to where I could provide the service. I just saw this as an opportunity to meet that need of representation in the minority community because in this area where I was living at the time, it wasn't available. So in making this a reality for you and even a whole business, how did you actually do it? Did you just start stopping men in the street if they had a white beard or if they had, a, I don't know, a big belly, or maybe they were a fit, cool Santa, but had to have the beard. What what, what were you looking for? Look, that's what I do now. But when I found the first guy, um, the way it started, I was working at the Santa set and a coworker tapped me on the shoulder and said, Stanford, doesn't that guy look like a black Santa? Because of course I, I was talking to my coworkers about it. And uh, so I had my business cards with me. I ran off the set. I handed him a card and I said, look, I'm not trying to be offensive. And he said, what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, he was he was looking at me pretty intently. And uh, I said, if you're interested in being Santa next year, give me a call in January and let's discuss it. And uh, went back to the set, kept photographing. January came and went, never heard from him. So I started, you know, I put an ad in Craigslist trying to find a Santa because I wanted a natural bearded Santa. That was a must have for me. Fake beards just look too fake, and I did not want to perpetuate that image. And so I couldn't find anybody, and I actually ended up doing a wedding in May the following year. And at the wedding, I was one of two Black people that were in attendance. I was the photographer. The other guy was a guest. And so a couple of weeks went by, and I approached the groom. I said, hey, the guy that looked like Santa at your wedding, and he knew immediately who I was talking about. Do you know him or was he a friend of a guest? He says, no, I've known him for over 20 years. So I told him what I was trying to do. And he said, well, look, I'll pass along your information. And if he's interested, he'll call you. So we finally met. And as I'm sharing with him my vision for a Christian Santa, because I'm like, look, if it was not for Jesus, there would be no St. Nicholas. If there was no St. Nicholas, there would be no beginnings of Santa Claus. I said, we, we can have Christian Santas. And as I'm talking to him, he goes into his wallet and he pulls out the business card that I had handed him the previous December. So he was he wanted to be Santa, but maybe he thought maybe he couldn't be Santa. He wasn't ready. You think? I, I just think he probably forgot. Nope. You know, just strange guy. Just, I would think just strange being guy Santa, just runs up to you. You know. Well, I would think that's a big calling. <clears throat> it is because it really I guess is. you want to be. You know, once you put on that outfit, that red jacket, you know, those black boots and hat, you just want to be real. You don't want to be a fake Santa. You want to give children um, what they want and what they expect during this time yes. of year, right? That is correct. So and maybe they don't Santa like kids. Santa is a 24-7 business. I know. You have to stay in character, don't you? Kind of. All the time, <laughs> whether you're wearing the suit or not. And especially if the guys that if they don't shave their beards, mm. and most of the guys that I work with don't, they leave their beard on year round, and so they are always Santa. Wow. Well, I'm speaking with Stafford Braxton, the founder of Santa's Just Like Me, and I'd like to know a little bit about the impact. You know, since now you've been able to hire a few Santas, and please tell me how many you actually 
have hired and found so far, but what are the families um, telling you? The families are just so appreciative for what we're doing. And I think it's more important to the parents <laughs> than the kids. The kids see the red suit and they are ready to just share their wishes. But of course, it's the parents who understand the importance of representation, of seeing positive role models for their black and brown children. And um, they just, some parents come with tears. Um, there was an event we were holding in, in the western of Charlotte and the daughter and granddaughter had come to the event. We were holding it at a church. They came to the event earlier and they posted the pictures. Well, the grandmother saw the pictures and she made a beeline to where we were. And she came around the corner and she saw Black Santa. She started to cry because she had never seen, she was 72 at the time. She had never seen a Santa that looked like her. She started crying. I started crying. Santa was trying his best not to cry because the impact of her seeing that Santa was just so emotional for her that it, it, it gave that response. And it reminded me of why I started doing this. You know, I attended uh, an event with um, Santa's Just Like Me, or, you know, one a Santa that you definitely know. And because it was during the pandemic, you know, it had to be an outside event. So people had on masks. They were trying to um, distance themselves. But there were children and families of several nationalities, cultures, and backgrounds, you know. So I wonder, even though you started off making sure that that families of color had Santas that looked just like them, but do you find a lot of white families um, that also attend your events? I do. That was one of the things that really impacted me when we did the Santa event at Gastonia, at, at Gastonia and East Ridge Mall because they had never had a black Santa there before. So we were a little bit, you know, a little concerned about how things were going to play out. And we had a couple of things where, you know, people were on the second level throwing stuff down at Santa, like paper cups. Oh, like um, trash? Like they yeah, had, like trash. That they were like, that's not a real Santa. Get him out of there, kind of. Right. Oh, Exactly. My. They did not approve. Hmm. And, and, and they voiced their disapproval. We had, you know, people that were standing in line for 20 minutes because of where they were, they couldn't see that it was a black Santa. And after standing in line for 20 minutes and they finally came around the corner and saw that he was a Santa of color, they got out of the line, you know, and we had one woman say, well, we don't like that kind of Santa. So those are the things we had, but by and large, 98 and a half percent of the people that came through white, black, Asian, Hispanic, they stood in line and they came to see our Santa and had no issues. Matter of fact, I was so taken aback when I saw old white Southern men <laughs> getting in line <laughs> with their families to see Black Santa. I said, this is what I'm supposed to do. So how do you think, you know, now this documentary is out, your reach may go even further so what's next for your your company? Like you say, you've been doing this for over a decade now. It's hard to believe that, you know, here it is, our 11th season uh, of doing this. But one of the things that has been on my heart for a number of years that I've been trying to find, and that's a Hispanic Santa. 
Mm. Um, or at least someone that speaks the language um, because that is very important to them. And I want to be able to provide that. So, so what's the problem? What is the problem? <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. And I thought I had a good candidate one time and then he never got back with me. Um, so I really don't know what the issue is. Um, but I know they celebrate it as well as we do. Uh, but I just have not been able to find that guy yet. Oh, I think I know but someone I, I I'm going to recommend. I do. I, I know I know the right. I know somebody. I'm going to let you know. I'm going I'm to pass you but, his but name. Er, <laughs> but earlier you said, what do I do to find Santa's? I do walk up to guys. Yes. I don't care if I'm at Sam's Club, at the uh, auto parts store, and I approached him. Um, I'm in, you know, food line. I don't care where I am. <laughs> I'm, I usually have my cards with me for moments just like that just in case I encounter somebody that could be a potential Santa. Initially, I approach them because they have a good look. You know, that beard is popping. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, you know, you want to talk with them and find out what kind of personality they have because you mentioned it earlier, you know, do they work well with children? Right. Which is very important. I don't don't care how good you look. I don't care how, you know, confident you may be. But if you don't have the personality that can engage with kids from all strata of life, then being Santa is not good for you. You like to train your Santas now. I know you want to make sure that they're all on the same page, don't you? Tell me about your your program. Your what do you call it? Am I calling it the right thing? Santa School. <laughs> it's it's just Santa School. Yep. Yes. It's a, it was I call it the School of Being Santa. Okay. So I started the school because you know people were interested, and so I just wanted to be able to codify what I was doing. You know, I wanted to explain having the heart of Christmas understanding that it's not always about the money. I ask my Santas to do pro bono events throughout the season. And so if money is your main drive, then maybe working with us is not what's right for you. But I wanted to, I wanted them to know the origin of where Santa came from and the fact that St. Nicholas was a man of color. That is important. I had the opportunity to do a symposium with a guy who has a big Santa following. I mean, he's got over 5,000 Santa's in his group and he's out of Oregon and he wanted me to come and talk about the black Santa experience to his other white Santa's. And when I brought up the fact that St. Nicholas was a man of color, you could hear a feather fall. Wow. Nobody said a word. They didn't even ask a question. And I was thinking I was going to get some pushback, but they said nothing, which to me, I think was even worse (laughs) because I think I I rocked their world. You know, here they're growing up thinking Santa was white, just like a lot of people grew up thinking Jesus was white. But Jesus was a man of color. And so was St. Nicholas. And so you're touching on people's sacred cows when you start going down this road and starting to portray Santa as a black man. And I just watched Candy Cane Lane uh, the other night with Eddie Murphy. Oh, the new movie. uh, The new movie that's out. The new movie. The new movie, right. And when they had David Allen Greer show up at the end as, as a black Santa, oh my goodness. I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. But there are a couple of movies that are coming out this year, you know, that have black Santa portrayals in them prominently. And um, so I, I think people are getting the picture that Santa can be black too. So did you, you ever know, Santa have, can be whatever he needs to be. Did you ever have to be a Santa? I know you're a photographer, a professional photographer, but did you ever have to don the red suit yourself? 
I sure do. I have a special suit. <laughs> you still? Oh, you still occasions. do it? Oh, I still do it. Yes, I still do it. Um, primarily, I do virtual visits now because mm-hmm. a lot of times the Santa's out in the field working, and they don't necessarily have the time to do the virtual visits as often as we're getting requests for them. So I will do the virtual visits because I have to put a beard on. My beard is not a Santa beard that I have, so I have to put on the fake beard that I hate. <laughs> But I do it for the kids. You break your so own rule. You break your I own rule. I break my own rule. Yeah. I break my own rule. Thank you to Stafford Braxton, founder and CEO of Santa's Just Like Me. Stafford has started a nonprofit, Santa's Just Like Me Too. T-O-O, and their mission is to provide opportunities to visit with Santas of color, along with providing food, clothing, and toys to underserved communities. If you want to go visit some Santas just like me at the holiday events around town, you can check out the schedule on the Santas Just Like Me website. And you might meet my next two guests. They're based in Raleigh and have worked with Stafford for many years. Joe Griffin, also known as Santa Joe, and Warren Keyes. We call him Santa Keys. Well, you know, I think it's pretty cool. You have a cool job. And it's definitely cool to have both of you in here at the same time, same place. I hope any children listening don't get too confused that, oh, what? It's just supposed to be one Santa. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes Santa may get a cold or something. So um, there's several Santas. So I don't know if that's a no-no when the kids are around, but usually there's what like one, one. Santa right in the room. <laughs> that's right. So Santa Keys, how long have you had a full white beard? Because that's what I'm seeing right now. Uh, full white beard? Um, well, I started prematurely graying. I'm not sure about what year it was, but I've almost always had a full beard as an adult. I don't really care to shave that much. So, <laughs> and it came in pretty well. And funny, as I got older and grayer, my wife would notice that when we were out shopping around Christmas time, kids would actually stop and kind of stare or look at me really hard. And I she finally, She finally said, you know what? I think they think you're Santa. So I thought, well, hmm, that's pretty cool. And as it happens, I have we have a longtime friend who had been Santa many for many years, and one day he said to me, you know, Warren, I think you might make a good Santa. What do you think? And I'm thinking, wow, maybe this is meant to be. Oh, you have you have the look. <laughs> and so does Santa Joe. How did you get started? I mean, how did Stafford hunt you down? <laughs> how did you <laughs> Well my my journey is a little different. I was in um, Kroger's grocery store, and a white guy walked up to me and said, hey, you ever think about playing Santa? And he had a beard. I said, nah, you know, maybe as a joke. He says, well, I'm Santa-less, and we are looking for, he called it Ebony Santas. Mm. I said, oh. I said, all right. He gave me his number. He said, give him a call. And I did And uh, a few months later. Uh, but the way I met Reverend Warren, uh, Santa Warren, was that I um, was working with the Board of Elections. And a friend of his, I was telling her, that was trying to know with a friend, I'm thinking about being a black Santa. And she says, well, I know one. And she went on Facebook, <laughs> and she showed me his picture. And I was like, wow, that's me. 
<laughs> that must be my long lost brother. <laughs> and um, somehow I got his number and uh, he, we talked. He told me about Sanders just like me. He introduced me to Stafford. That was seven years ago. And now it's, it's history. <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm here with Joe Griffin, known as Santa Joe, and Warren Keys, um, known as Santa Keys, and they're part of Santa's Just Like Me that works to create these great opportunities for children who would probably, maybe, I don't know if it's them or their parents, but they want to look at a Santa or be with a Santa or tell a Santa their secrets that look like them. And that's one, that's one question I really wanted to ask. Um, who's more excited to see you um, at these events, the children or their parents? Mm, good question. A lot of times it's the grandparents. The grandparents. The ones that are around my age because they know they've never seen one. I mean, they didn't experience one growing up as I didn't. And I, I am amazed at the tears that come when... Uh, you know, somebody turns the corner and sees Santa sitting there and he looks just like me and the tears come and they're just overwhelmed with joy. And of course, the kids love it because, you know, they know the red suit. That's Santa Claus. And they know Christmas is coming. That's right. And they're going to get some <laughs> gifts one way or the other, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, um, Santa, yes, yeah, Santa, Joe, tell me um, uh, you I know, think your it's experience. Bo- I think it's both. Mm. Um, just Saturday, I was at a country club. Uh, Capital City Jack and Jill of America. And um, I finished the gig and I was, I changed and I was eating. And two of the people from the back that worked there came out and they asked me, Are you Santa Claus? They were adults. Are you Santa Claus? I thought they were joking. I said, No. Nah. I, <laughs> I was. <laughs> and they walked away and they went over to the people that was hosting it and they were asking, Where's Santa Claus? And she pointed to me at the table, <laughs> and I felt so bad because I should have said yes, but I thought they was they were kidding. And uh, they asked, can they take a picture of me? And they said, this is just great to have representation. Mm-hmm. So said, you have yeah. to be you have to be your in your Santa selves pretty much everywhere you go, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. People, are, I, I would do a double take. <laughs> To say, oh, where's that piece of paper? I've been keeping that list. Let me, you know, let me stop this this gentleman. So you're in character all the time this time of year? Yes. You have to be. Yes. You have to be. Well, uh, my wife and I have our anniversary. is two days after Christmas. And we have had this tradition of traveling out of town, taking a vacation right after Christmas. Many times when we're at, say, in Charleston, I remember this, Charleston, South Carolina, and there was this white couple who walked up and said, now I know where Santa goes after Christmas. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so you really are Santa 24-7. Yeah. Well, I'm here with Joe Griffin, known as Santa Joe, and Warren Keys, known as Santa Keys. And they work with Braxton, Stafford Braxton, the CEO of Santa's Just Like Me. Now, even though we've chatted about all the great experiences, but have all the experiences been great? Some people doubting you as Santa are even questioning if you should be a Santa because you're a black man. Right. Mm-hmm. Has that happened, Santa Keys? It does happen occasionally. Um, not nearly as often as I had thought it might. 
Uh, in fact, I had an example just yesterday, a young black girl, after we finished our photo session, she turned and said, are you really Santa Claus? I said, well, yes, I am. And she turned to her parents and said, well, I thought the real Santa Claus was white. And <laughs> they kind of uh, smiled and said, no, honey, this this is your real Santa Claus. So yeah, those kinds of things. But I honestly had never had any really bad experiences in that way, which, like I say, surprised me. Mm. But it's pleasing to know. And also I have the same experience. I was asked by a child, you know, Santa Claus is white. I said, no, Santa Claus comes in many different colors, shapes, and sizes. <laughs> and I said, that night when you put your milk and cookies out for Santa Claus, who do you think is going to come through your window or through your door? <laughs> think about it. And they laugh, you know. So are there, you know, I guess I'm trying to think about what things people may not know about being a Santa, like, you know, what do you have to do to prepare? I mean, I know you, you know, you, you would kind of naturally have the beards, <laughs> but maybe there's some other things, you know, specifically, you know, being a black man and being a black Santa. And even, you know, I'm interested about the wardrobe too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The wardrobe, as you can see, I mean, Santa, <laughs> of course, ha- this is radio, yes. <laughs> but Santa Joe has a nice shirt that looks like a Santa suit, even with the belt. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot. Neat stuff, you know. <laughs> but some of the things that mentally prepare me is to, uh, to bring in my skills of, of um, listening skill, hard listening. That's not the term I'm trying to think of. Um, active listening. Mm-hmm. And I really do try to focus, make the focus that child who's in my lap or standing there beside me and everybody else just fades away and I'm paying attention. I'm speaking slowly to them. I temp- will drop my volume so that we're just really talking one-on-one. But as things are, as the world is, I'd like to let the parents hear what I'm saying to the kids. So there's no question about that. And then one of the details that, that Stafford pointed out to me when I was first starting was hand placement in pictures. Mm-hmm. It's not something you would think about, but you know, there have been incidents of bad things happening, people having their hands in inappropriate places. So the rule is always have your hands visible, whether it's on a shoulder or on your knee, just to make sure that there's no question as to, you know, what's going on there. And that kind of surprised me. But then I thought, well, you know, we are in that kind of world today. So that's just part of the routine that you have to make sure you keep your hands visible. And I don't, that's not just a black Santa thing. That's all, all Santa. Yes. That's why we wear white gloves. Because you can always see our hands. You can always see our hands. And I, I know um, there's oh, Santa's just like me also has sort of a Santa school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yes. I wonder if there's some things you've learned there, Santa Joe. Uh, you know, I worked with children and mainly children for over 45, 46 years. So uh, listening skills I had to learn and just loving people. Mm-hmm. And that just that doesn't go for children; it goes for adults too. So uh, a lot of it I already know, you know, and knew, and um, I just use it everyday life. Really, I practice loving kindness every day. Here, here. So, well, how busy are you this season? 
you're too busy looking forward to that vacation in the <laughs> South Pole. No, but um, I mean, how many events do you even have a week? I mean, I guess it's enough to to keep you busy. Yes. Typically, most of my activities activities are on the weekend. Okay. Um, sometimes we do a Santa buddy visit where we go to the home of a mm-hmm. child. That's typically during the week, but weekends are our busy, busy time. In fact, I'm headed up to uh, Tyson's Corner, Virginia, this coming weekend to be at the Neiman Marcus there. I sort of hold that as a feather in my cap because mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. That's a pretty swanky it's a big, place. It's you a know? big deal to make it to the... <laughs> To the malls, period. That's right. Yeah. That's right. How busy are you, Santa Joe? Um, my f- second gig was at uh, was in Charlotte, not Charlotte, um, Fayetteville. So I was in Fayetteville, Henderson. I'll be in Clayton this week doing a, a buddy visit and um, dentist's office. So you can have maybe two or three, maybe four a week. And it's a short period of time. Yeah, leading up to the big... The big day. Yeah. And lastly, um, anything special that a child has even asked for that's stood out to you, you know, during these years? Well, this is my 11th season, and I've heard quite a few things, but some things that just touch my heart are kids. I remember this one child wanted her parents to get back together, and that was really heart. It tugged my heart because, you know, that had to be a rough time. I mean, here it is Christmas, and the child is worried about her parents. And then I had another child who was dearly missing her grandmother, wishing that Santa could somehow make make Grandma be available again. And, of course, Santa cannot do that. But So, you know, those are touching moments. Well, one other touching moment I had just this past weekend, I held an 11-week-old mm. child. And that wow, was somebody just so brought you precious. Up a baby. Yes. So precious. So that was one of the highlights of the weekend there. <laughs> oh, what about you, Sanitra? Uh, you know, it came from an adult because they also want to sit next to Santa and mm-hmm. tell you what they would like. And mm-hmm. she asked, Can I get a house? I would love to have a house for me and my children. Wow. And I said, Well, we have to pray on that. You know, and <laughs> prayers do come true. Well, well, thank you very much. Okay. Do you all actually, ho, 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 do you actually? Do, <laughs> Did you ask that question? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I just wanted to make sure. I want everybody to know that I do have Santas in the studio today. So, so thank you. Thank you very much, Santa Joe and Santa Keys, Joe Griffin and Warren Keys, for joining me today. Can I just say one thing? Yes. And have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Oh, 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 how nice. (laughs) Yes, very nice. I'm Leonita Inge, and this is Due South on WUNC. Merry little Christmas now.